Welcome to the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast, where we embark on a transformative journey, delving into the mystic realms of esoteric wisdom and unveiling the secrets that empower us to thrive in a tangible world. I'm your host, Taylor Valera, and I am thrilled to be your guide on this extraordinary voyage. In this sacred space, we explore the profound, the enigmatic, and the spiritually awakening aspects of life. It's here that we not only learn, but apply the hidden gems of esoteric knowledge, weaving them into the fabric of our everyday existence. Through this alchemical blend of ancient wisdom and contemporary understanding, we strive to illuminate the path towards personal transformation and empowerment. This podcast is a tribute to the Divine Feminine, a celebration of the nurturing and guiding force of the Mother Matriarch in our world. Together, we honor and uplift the sacred essence of femininity, embracing its strength, wisdom, and grace as we navigate the intricate tapestry of life. So, if you're ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, enlightenment, and empowerment, join us in our exploration of the mystical and practical, the ethereal and the real, as we unlock the esoteric secrets that enrich our lives. Welcome to the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast, your source for embracing the power of transformation and honoring the divine feminine within us all. Welcome back to another insightful episode of the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Valera, and today we're delving into a topic that has a profound impact on my own life, estate planning. But before we dive into today's discussion, I want to take a moment to share a personal story with you. It's a story about how my own family didn't teach me about estate planning, a story that some of you may find relatable. Now, I did grow up what would be considered upper middle class in the early 2000s. And education was always something that was pushed to the forefront of my family. However, circumstances dealing with emotions, family trauma played part into the future that I would soon one day have. So I would like to emphasize that my parents always did instill in me that education was absolutely important. But when it came to finances, I never really learned the skills that we see today's thriving elite have learned. This is not something they teach in regular public school. I do remember in high school taking a personal finance class where they did teach you how to balance a checkbook and how to slightly use a credit card, which I'm not sure that all schools offer this. So I got, you know, little minor things that I was taught, but I never really implemented any of those and made a lot of poor financial decisions from high school going into my early 20s that I am now making up for in my 30s. So this is of no fault to them because I believe, especially in melanated households, I'm going to be completely honest, you all, we're not taught estate planning because most of us do not have the assets in order to create an estate. Most of us don't even understand what an estate is. It took a lot of educating myself, being open to new horizons, studying people who I have found to be very successful on a financial level and looking at what they did. And I slowly realized this is just not something that is offered to everyone. And that if you want to be able to have things to pass down to your children, if you want true legacy, you have to put yourself in places that you're not comfortable. And I thrive off of transformation. That's what this whole show is about. And so the more that I have researched, the more that I have found, I realized that most of us are not taught to plan for the future. We're taught to plan for the immediate future, but not 
the future of our children, our grandchildren, and so on and so forth. And I am one of those people, I have learned to think extremely long term. You know, my babies are babies right now, but I am thinking about them when they choose to marry for the first time or even when they decide to have children. I know that the most powerful thing that I can do for them outside of providing them good emotional support is making sure that they're good in the world so that they're able to go out and make good decisions. I believe a lot of our financial decisions are emotional and they're based off of a flight or fight response that we get from the households that we grow up in. So even being raised in what would be considered a more well-off family, I will say that emotions still definitely impacted the decisions that I made. And I believe that if you are able to create not just a happy home, but a balanced home environment, in addition to giving your children the educational and financial knowledge that they need to succeed and thrive in the world, there is a likelihood, I'm not going to say a guarantee, but a likelihood of less problems coming up and more options for them when they reach that certain age. So again, estate planning is not something that you really talk about at the dinner table. It wasn't a subject that my parents or grandparents ever brought up, and it certainly wasn't covered in school. So I didn't fully understand the significance until I faced the consequences firsthand. The truth is the lack of education and awareness about estate planning is something that many families across the world experience. It's a privilege that some don't even realize they have until it is too late. So in today's episode, we're going to explore the prevalence of estate planning privilege and the numerous benefits of having a well-thought-out estate plan. I am personally committed to helping my own family and others prepare for the future. So let's start with a personal story, another personal story that is. I found myself facing a complex situation when I left home for the first time, and it was very painfully and emotionally challenging. I was in college for my first year. I decided to go to a very small historically black college. It was not even accredited. At least I don't believe it was accredited at the time. And emotionally, I was just trying to hurry up and get away from my parents. I really did not care where I went. I was also put out of the house at a very early age because I did not want to go with the lifestyle that my parents had planned for me. And I think this happens to a lot of people because we don't know or understand ourselves financially or emotionally, I should say. And our parents don't really provide us with that background because they weren't given the same kind of um, privilege. It leaves us really confused as young kids. And so I went to a school and I was living with my grandfather at the time. I enrolled in this school and I signed a promissory note, did not read through it at all. They told me I had to sign it for financial aid. I had little to no guidance at all, did not know what I was signing and did not understand that I was setting myself up for financial failure. I did, however, later on understand this is why my uh, stepfather encouraged me to apply for scholarships. He made too much, I believe, for me to be able to receive certain financial aid, but because I was no longer in his household, that made me eligible to apply for funding from the government. And it got me into a world of trouble because as a kid and you're 18 and you don't know what you're doing, all you see is free money and a home away from home, somewhere where I'm free to do whatever I want, be whoever I want. And yeah, just thinking back to it about how immature I was and the decisions that I was making, I wish that one, I had had more proper guidance, but two, also had the emotional balance to understand the 
the ramifications of every decision that I was going to make. And I can tell you, though, I regret nothing in my life as I tell you all these stories and think back to being 18 years old and (laughs) feeling like I had some authority and power over my life. I was disarming myself greatly back then. And being a parent now, I'm saying, okay, I have to prepare my kids for the future. I'm in the process of building a business right now and have plans to have several businesses. But as I look at my young, small children, I think about where the world is going to be at when they're of age and what am I going to be able to give back to them other than just some you know advice that they're probably not going to want to listen to early on I have to show them what this looks like both on again the emotional and the physical aspect of it because I want them to know that I love them and care about them but also that the world has not set up most of us to be prepared to own anything to pass anything down to leave anything to people in our name and so We are destined to repeat the same cycles of our parents and our grandparents with no real knowledge and no ability to carry the most important thing, which is our name, our who we are, our standing, and pass that down generationally. It's so extremely important. And I think we're in this weird age, especially with social media, where, you know, you have a lot of people saying, I don't want a family or I don't want this, you know, I don't want the responsibility with the economy and everything. In my opinion, the economy is always going to be the economy. It's going to have its ups. It's going to have its downs. That is what commerce and trade is. Owning a business, working a business, having employees, trying to manage family life on top of all of that. This is a lot. But when I think about an estate, especially in the studying that I've been doing lately, I think about who am I and what does this say to the world? More importantly, what is my story that I'm passing down to the grandchildren I've never met yet. It's not a story of, oh, we're all wealthy and we all have money and I want you guys to be rich and careless. No, who we are and what we value is extremely important in life. It affects the partners that we choose, the schools we may go to, the jobs that we choose, our belief in self and our confidence, and it is my priority to instill that because I am just now at 31 years old building up enough self-confidence to say, I am planning an estate for my family. It's not even about where I'm from. Most people of color, especially that I know, do not talk about estate planning. Even in Googling estate planning or on YouTube, the first 10 videos, no one who looked like me, no one who could possibly share the same kind of cultural values that I did. And, you know, that is the unfortunate part about the Western world. This is how a lot of us operate. But if this is the life I was born into, then I was meant to step into the highest levels of learning, understanding, and applying what that means instead of just sitting around complaining about the economy, complaining about, oh, they did this, they did that. My goal is to learn, to teach, and to thrive, to apply and not just hold knowledge within, but to create. And my ability to create lies within my ability to understand why things are the way they are, how I can learn organizational skills that will help me figure out how to guide and lead others and ultimately guide myself. So money is something that I've been attacking on the podcast lately. And I say attacking because this is actually something that I have feared for a very long time. Money is energy, but your personal worth is held within not how much you can make, but what you can create. Again, listen to that. It's not about how much you make, but what you can create. 
And even in creating my children, I knew that I had something special because even myself, my parents were divorced when I was two years old. You know, my mom remarried. We were pretty well off. But at the same time, I carried a lot of emotional trauma from not having my father around. And that masculine part is where the abundance and the self-worth kicks in. Because if we do not believe in self, how do we expect anybody else to believe in us, right? So let's focus to the benefits of estate planning. It's not just about distributing assets, stocks and bonds in your name, how much money you're business is making it's about asset protection minimizing taxes and ensuring a smooth transition of assets to your loved ones we want to live as long lives as possible and obviously this means we have to take care of ourselves the average human lifespan has gone down greatly i'm sure over the past maybe 20 30 years and a good movie i want to recommend real quick for people to watch if they want to understand like the longevity of life and how there are different tiers of people who are able to access much longer lives watch the movie in time with justin timberlake i think it is very reflective of what we're living through now where time is an energy exchange and if we're not taking care of ourselves how can we plan we also know we're all not going to live forever at least not in this physical realm And so I like to talk a lot about the Egyptians and how they built the afterlife, but I do want to focus specifically on the fact that when we pass on, what are we leaving our loved ones with? Nothing. We want them to be able to grow and thrive so that they can maintain a healthy and happy life in a family. Now, we can't predict everything. Everybody has their own journey and their own path, but if we can help each other the best we can, it is only one step to start your education to learning about this. This episode isn't just to highlight the problems, but it's also about the solutions. So my journey of learning about estate planning, um, I've touched on it a little bit. Having children has definitely shaped the things I want, but I am someone who desires greatly to have things I do not see around me. It's almost like I'm supposed to be the creator of my own life, as we all are. Um, But my human design specifically is a manifester and a manifester is an initiator. They're the ones who started. No one in my line has done this before. So I would watch movies like Wolf on Wall Street, for example, and just be amazed. Yes, I know most people look at it like, oh, it's just a rich, wealthy white male. They have all the money, blah, blah, blah. But I want to know how I can have that for myself. I do not believe that anything is impossible. I think everything is possible. Everything exists in some field of reality. And so... I think this was being around my stepdad who had a lot of books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, The Psychology of Money is a recent one I listened to. He had a lot of books like this around the house. So it's always been planted in my subconscious. But when I decided to make those decisions in college and, you know, through my 20s, I was kind of roaming, no real structure or foundation. He warned me about this early in life. I just ignored him. And now that I have children of my own, I have to see, okay. Now I see what it means to care for someone else, to have a family, to have someone dependent on you. And so lately, I don't know if it was something this past year, something activated was like, okay, you have all these gifts. You've been working on structuring a business for yourself for about two or three years now, but you've blatantly ignored what it takes in order to build credit what it takes to invest because you didn't have any patience. You had no direction, but you were implanted with all these gifts at a really early age. So now you have the opportunity to do the same for your children. We get so focused on time thinking, oh, I have no time left to do anything. I have to hurry up and accomplish all of these things, you know, before such and such, the world's going to blow up. Like, no, let's focus and ground in the present moment. 
getting in a relationship, getting married, deciding to share my life with someone, though it is a very heartfelt thing, it is also a physical thing. I've talked about it before. My North Node, if you all follow astrology, I like to throw some of that in there too, is uh, Capricorn. My life destiny path is to step into the masculine. And a lot of the masculine is providing legacy, providing foundation. Another one of my shows I'll recommend. (laughs) It's another rich white guy show, but it's called Succession. And what I really admire about the show is not the people, not the color of their skin, that has nothing to do with it for me, but them being able to keep wealth and abundance passed down to their families. Because all families argue, all families fight, but if they can at least find a way to make sure everyone is taken care of at the end of the day, that's love right there. I didn't understand that back then. I do now. And as someone who now has um, moved on from the traumas and the things that happened in my early childhood and my teenage years and now navigating what it's like to be a mother, a parent, um, a wife, an entrepreneur. All in, I see what people battle every day and why I have never really seen too many people get to this point where they're able to run things like this because they didn't have a strong foundation or a structure. I'm lucky enough to have learned balance to be able to catch up so that while my kids are still young, I can learn this. So 20, 30 years, I can look back from now and say, wow, I did that. I I was able to transmute this energy of pain and sorrow and turn it into, and turn it into structure, something strong, like a tree trunk. I also want to tell people that if you are interested in family planning, one one way I would say to prepare you is to start getting organized. Now, as a mom and someone who grew up with a stay-at-home mom, I'm all about like calendars and schedules and routine. That's very important. Start there in your life. Like do something consistently every day, even if it's just one thing for yourself. My thing lately has been working out. It has been uh, waking up at 4.30 in the morning, taking my pre-workout and just doing a home workout. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing my best. I don't feel like I'm doing amazing. But I can say at the end of the day, I got up and did something that was for me. Now, partially it's for the body, (laughs) but it's also to feel healthy for a long life so I can catch up with my kids. So we want to go on a vacation somewhere. I'm not worn out because I'm so out of shape and I failed to take care of myself, but I expected them to be taken care of. I've had a lot of um, interesting comments lately when I post about this on one of my social media pages and one of them being, oh, this is European ideology and You know, but the thing is family exists across all barriers, all colors, all cultures. It doesn't matter. Now, the way in which we navigate family, especially through finances, brings very true or brings very different and true in different parts of the world. But specifically for this one, though, I do desire to have certain experiences in life. What will really define my legacy at the end of the day will be what I did with all of the power of creation that I had. What could I create here that could exist well into, you know, a hundred years from now after I'm dead? What can I continue? What is my name or the family name that I am passing down? I think that not a lot of people value that as much anymore. So many people can't even sustain their relationships for more than, you know, a couple years before deciding to call it quits. And I'm not saying that it's easy. Partnership is difficult. Parenting is difficult. This is why, you know, the first 
what year of the podcast, I talked a lot about spirituality and tapping into that because if you don't have a good spiritual foundation as well as a good, um, how do I want to say this, a good physical foundation as well, I'll just make it easy. You're kind of putting yourself at risk. Now, some of us, obviously, or all of us as children, we can't help the circumstances we're born into, but you always have the power to change. I saw a video today where they were talking about Prince and how when he died, you know, his affairs, they weren't handled in the way where he was able or his family was able to benefit. And I thought, wow, that's very telling. One, that his name is Prince. And two, then when we think about the legacy that he's created. I always examine other people's lives and wonder, how can I do something differently for my family? Nothing in judgment, just all in learning. So another way I will say that you can get into estate planning is start reading books and listening to people who may not necessarily look like you or share your economic background, maybe not even your cultural background. You never know who can give you some good advice. You really don't. I have made it a habit of listening to people older than me, people who don't look like me, because I value life experience over anything. And life experience does not just, it doesn't just exist in wealth. It exists in, again, the creations of things. So, if you are someone who is deeply valuing family, someone who wants to leave their mark on this world, even someone who just wants to make sure that their family is set after they're gone. I hope that you really found some education and joy in this episode. I didn't provide too many links today because I didn't want to overwhelm people with the thought of what estate planning means. But I really wanted to touch on the foundations, which is about really just building a legacy for your family creating equity so that when they go out into the world, they don't have to question their value, wonder if they're enough, ask for a handout, know that they have the ability to create whatever future for their life that they want, create whatever legacy they want for their children, change the world for the better maybe even in the end. So as we conclude today's episode, let's recap what we've discussed. Estate planning is a critical aspect of our financial well-being, yet many families lack the privilege of knowing about it. But there is hope by sharing our financial stories and knowledge, we can empower ourselves and our loved ones. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast as we have weekly episodes, and we're going to be diving more into what it means to create your own legacy. Until next time, this has been Taylor Valera. And this is the Taylor Healing Collective Podcast.